hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. To start this off, I'm a 21-year-old female who's 5 foot 1 and 120 pounds. One night a few months ago, my dad and I were sitting at home waiting for my mom to get home from work so we could go get dinner. My mom called and told us that she would be working pretty late so we could go ahead and get dinner without her. We live about 15 to 20 minutes away from town and my dad told me then he didn't feel like going all the way to town and asked if I was okay with just going to Dollar General that's literally only five minutes away. I said sure and we hopped in the car and headed towards Dollar General. When we got there, I asked my dad if he cared if I went and got some coffee since I had to get up early for work the next day. He said that was fine and he let me know then he would be in the freezer section when I was done. Well, I go to their little coffee section and I start looking at my choices of coffee. That's when I then noticed a huge man, who honestly just looked like a homeless Santa Claus, staring at me. I returned to look at him, and he quickly looked away and pretended to look at stuff on the shelf. I went back to grabbing the coffee I wanted, when I noticed him staring again, but this time in my body. I glanced over again, and once again, he pretended to look at the stuff on the shelves. I'm a pretty small girl, but I have a big chest for my size, so I thought he was just being perverted. It honestly made me uncomfortable, so I just took what I already had and went to the chips aisle. I started looking for the potato sticks, and I honestly forgot all about the old man. However, about five minutes later, I noticed the same man beside me, once again watching me. I looked at him, but this time he didn't look away. He didn't smile or anything. He just stared. I got pretty freaked out, so I decided to go find my dad. I noticed him looking at some of the dollar mills, and I walked over to him. Now, for some reason, I didn't tell him about the man. At the time, I didn't want to make a big deal about it because I thought my anxiety was just up. For some context, I've panicked over stupid stuff lots of times before so it's not unusual for something small to freak me out. This is when my dad got really close to me and said, Don't make it obvious, but we need to casually walk over to the front desk. When I start walking, you stay right beside me. I asked him why, and what he said next made my heart drop. There's an old man watching you, he said. This then made me realize that I wasn't just being anxious, this man was actually up to something. My dad started to walk, and before I could even take a step, I felt a hand grab my arm and yank me back. The man actually tried to run away with me, but luckily my dad pulled his gun out and he aimed it at the man, yelling at him to let me go or he'd get shot. When the man noticed the gun, he dropped me and he made a full run for it. The police were called, but sadly, as a lot of these stories go, the man was never caught. 
Now, I used to go to this Dollar General all the time by myself. Usually, I didn't go with my parents. It scares me to think about what if this had been one of the times that I went alone. If it wasn't for my dad being there and bringing his gun, it's really scary to think about what would have actually happened to me. I'm a female, and at the time of this story, I was 13. It all began one day when I invited my friend over, who we'll call Lily. We were both very outdoorsy and adventurous, so we spent most of our time outside. Well, after a few hours, we got bored, and we wanted a change of scenery, so we went out to adventure at the park near my house. It was getting pretty late, so after scavenging in the woods for about 30 minutes, we noticed there was a group of teenagers that were riding skateboards back and forth wearing masks. I felt very unsettled by this, but we both just shook it off. As we were walking back on the sidewalk next to a main road, we noticed the teens wearing masks stopped in front of us. I should also mention that my friend and I are not dainty. I'm extremely tall for my age and always carried a pocket knife, and I'm glad I did. The boys smiled at us creepily, which made me take out my pocket knife. One of them even took off their mask and tried to wave us over. Me and Lily started to walk faster, and I got my phone out, ready to call 911. The boys then skated and came right up to our faces. They looked us up and down, and we just gave them a really disgusted look. Then one of them started to run their fingers along me, but that was the last straw. I grabbed his wrist, and I pulled out my knife. My friend punched one of them, and we then booked it. We sprinted as fast as we could, making abstract turns, and we then went home when they were completely out of sight. Lily decided to go home, but I never told anyone else about this. Something absolutely terrifying happened to me today that I possibly witnessed. I was at a food lion, which is a grocery store that we have in Tennessee. It was a busy day, so I of course kept almost running into people, and there was one man in particular that I walked past very closely, and I noticed he was full on staring at my shirt. Now, I was wearing my Ask Me My Story shirt, and that's for people to read and ask me, which I've gotten before. It felt a little off, but whatever. I eventually go to check out, and after I get all of the stuff in the cart, I realized I left my card at home in my husband's wallet. As I'm getting frustrated and trying to call him, I'm noticing the same man up front just standing there with like the two things he bought, and he kept on on and off looking at me and just waiting there, almost like he was waiting for me. He then walked over to the other side of the carts, put his cart up, and then waited a few more seconds and was still looking at me as if he was still waiting. He then probably realized I wasn't walking out at that point because I was trying to call my husband. So he left. I first assumed that maybe he wanted to genuinely ask me about my shirt, but still, I felt uncomfortable. I eventually just left without my groceries and go to my car, and I noticed the same man talking to another woman that I also noticed in the store and I know they weren't together. The only words I made out of their conversation was her saying, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't know, or something kind of along those lines. I see her get into her car, and when I thought he was about to turn around to get into what I assume was his vehicle, 
He then goes to the passenger side of her vehicle, gets in, and they leave. Alarms were just totally going off inside of me. So I got the license plate and remembered as much info as I could and made a police report. I'm really hoping and praying that it was just something innocent and some big misunderstanding. But my lord, keep protection on you. But the best thing that's going to effectively protect you is a gun. Because, well, pepper spray actually does almost nothing most of the time in terms of protecting you. Also, even if it sounds cheesy and you really aren't sure about a situation, just be safe than sorry. And if you see something, please say something and be safe. My name is Erica, and I live in Tennessee. I grew up in a smallish town that, even though I love, it has started to become more dangerous over time. I actually have two terrifying incidents. The first one was when I was about 15 or 16. I was starting to take my usual walk, and right as I walked outside the gate to my house, I had noticed this man who was maybe in his mid-40s in a car, and he stuck his head out the window and he was just staring at me while driving down the road opposite of where I was walking. I continued to walk, and I got onto the street behind my house, and then the same man had turned around at some point, and he found me walking again, and asked if I needed a ride. I said I was fine, but he just kept persisting. I said that I'm just taking a walk, and that I'm fine, and he finally slowly drove off. As I kept walking, he had turned around a couple of more times or so, just to slowly drive beside me and stare. The last time he came back, he started making kissy faces at me, and he said I had a cute ass. At this point, I got really angry, and I told him I didn't care, and to go. He finally slowly drove off, and as soon as I saw him disappear, I booked it. I was crying and shaking, and then stopped running, because I realized I was halfway in between my house and a friend's house, and I didn't know if I should risk going home, and having him see me or run to my friend's house from the back way and have him take me home. I finally chose to just rush home, and I made it inside. The second incident was a closer call, I think, but for some reason, it didn't scare me as badly. I was taking a walk, and I was right across the street, and a caddy cornered me from my house. When I was about to cross the street, there was a typical white van that was driving up, and they had their left turn signal on, to signal that they were turning down that road, so that I could cross the street, I guess. So as soon as I crossed the street, instead of them turning, they immediately pulled up beside me, and the man on the passenger side opened the door and got up, but then immediately sat back down when he noticed I saw what he was doing. So to make sure they didn't realize it was my house that we were right in front of, I just kept walking instead of going inside which made my heart sink because I was getting further away from my house, which would have made me feel safer, but I couldn't risk them knowing where I lived, so I kept walking, but I then hid behind a bush and just waited for them to drive off. After about a minute, roughly, they finally drove off, but not down the street they were originally going to. I then came out from behind the bush and ran inside my house. The main thing I kick myself for every time is not getting the license plate number or reporting it. Who knows if they did something to anyone else. Always keep some type of protection on you, like a gun, or at least the pepper spray. And please be safe.
Hi, my name is Jason, and when I was 10 years old, I had a stepbrother who I hadn't talked to in years, but I'm sure he wouldn't want his name out there, so I'm just going to call him Brad. Me and Brad used to walk around where I lived and just mess around doing random things. At this time in my life, I was introduced to drugs and alcohol. I would say I was a troublemaker at the time. I would do stupid things like break into abandoned buildings and things of that sort. One day I had the idea to walk to the downtown area with Brad. My dad and stepmother were out on a date, so we took our opportunity to leave. From where I lived, it was about a 45 minute walk to get to the downtown area. We began our walk through the ghetto area that we lived in at the time, talking about the things we were going to do that day. A couple of options came to us, and we discussed them. We thought we could eat or go to an arcade with the little money we had. We finished our walk and we made it to the dollar store where we bought some snacks with the little money we had. We continued to walk eating our snacks until we found this abandoned looking building. I say looking building for a reason that'll make sense here in a second. We broke into this door by using a pocket knife that we had on us. Once we got into this building, there was the small room with a desk and cupboard in the corner of the room. We began to look through the things, and we opened one of the drawers, and we found a gun, which then gave us the, it's time to leave feeling. We walked back outside, and began walking down an alleyway beside this building, where a man was standing at, and he was tall with a deep voice. He asked me and Brad why we were just in that building, which scared us. How could he have known we were in there? He told us to sit and wait, and that the owner of the building has to ask us a few questions. We were waiting for a little bit, which was a big mistake that I really wish we could take back. We then heard the sounds of tires squeaking against the pavement, and an SUV stopped in front of the alleyway. The man from earlier jumped out of the vehicle and began running towards us. He immediately bolted towards the other side of the alleyway, which, after a left turn, was the sidewalk beside some building. We then kept running, and a few seconds after we left the alley, the SUV came from around the corner, still chasing us. We ran through a few more alleys and through our city park before we finally lost them. Once we did, we made our way back home, still running. Once we got home, I got through the front door, and I just fell to the floor, and all I could do next was just cry. To this day, I have never told my parents but I really can't imagine what those people would have done to us if they had caught us. I'm currently 16 years old and entering my junior year. The story took place when I was 12, mid-sixth grade year, and in Huntington Beach, California. When I was younger, I would walk to school because it was about a 25-minute walk. To give an idea of the layout, I lived in the neighborhood on the right, and I would have to exit my neighborhood, walk over a bridge, and then enter a new neighborhood where my school was located. One day while I was walking to school, I was drove up on by an older man in a white big car, like an outback or something. He began talking to me, asking where I was going, as well as my age and what school I was going to. He then began to say that I looked hungry, and he tried offering me a banana clearly sliced open, with a white powdery substance literally falling out of it. I told him no thanks and kept walking, trying to keep my head down, and he then began asking if I was sure. 
After I kept telling him I was fine, he offered me a ride to school when I was now less than about 10 minutes away, maybe even five. At this point, I straight up told him no. He kept pushing though, and I began walking faster and faster, and he started to drive faster as well. I was now in the middle of the bridge, so I wasn't sure if I could run back to my neighborhood or if I should go to the school. Obviously me thinking to not go back to my neighborhood or he would find out where I live. But as he drove faster, I started running, and as expected, he just kept driving faster. At this point, I didn't know what to do, so I went ahead and turned back towards my neighborhood and ran. And to my horror, in less than 30 seconds later, he had turned back around following me as he was then yelling at me to just get in his car. I turned back towards the school where there were more cars and kids, and I just started running as fast as I could, all while in tears, not knowing what was going to happen to me. I went on with my school day, not telling anyone about it until I got home. I then told my mom who called the police, and I had to have a sit down with them, as well as an email from my school being sent out to the other parents about this dangerous man. As far as I know, he was never caught, but I'm just glad I don't live there anymore. There's a park with a playground near my house that my younger sister and I used to walk to frequently. Used to, that is. We haven't walked there by ourselves after it happened back in 2021. For some background, my name is Sage, and I was 20 at the time. My sister Isabel was 6. We would regularly walk to this park since it was only 10 minutes away, and it was a good way to get some exercise. We also live in a fairly nice middle-class neighborhood with plenty of people walking on the sidewalks. The walk there was just like every other time, my sister and I just goofing around, not knowing what was awaiting us. When we got to the park, it was filled with kids and families that most likely had just left church and wanted to soak up the last bit of the sunny weekend. We strolled down to the small set of steps to the park and down the sidewalk to the first playground. The park is not very big, but it's separated into three sections of play equipment. Two of the sections are right beside each other on top of the incline that the park lays on, and the third section is farther away toward the bottom of the incline. My sister played on the first section's play equipment and decided she wanted to play in the swings at the third playground. So I gathered our things and we walked down. We played on the equipment there, and that's when I noticed a man sitting at a picnic table next to the swings and he was staring at us. This caught my attention because one, he was fucking staring at me and my little sister with no emotion at all in his face, and then two, he had an intimidating appearance and presence. This guy was six foot five easy, built like a brick house, and was probably in his forties. He was wearing a blue mechanics uniform and was a little grimy. His icy blue eyes are what freaked me out the most. I swear this guy didn't blink at all while watching us. Every time I looked back at him, his eyes were already locked onto mine and he never looked away or faked a half smile. He wasn't even trying to hide the fact that he was intensely watching us. Even though I had an off feeling about this man, I tried to shrug it off because I didn't want to judge him so quickly and so harshly. I thought maybe I was just overthinking it so I tried my best to ignore him. 
We went to the swings right next to this man because she wanted to swing. It was the only one available, and I guess I didn't want to show this man I was scared of him. He was only a few feet away. The whole time, though, I could feel his eyes on us, and I could see him out of my peripheral vision. He wasn't moving a muscle, and he adamantly continued to stare at us. Worse, he was staring at Isabel, too, with the same intensity. There was a little girl I hadn't noticed before, several feet away, who kept calling for her dad to look at her while looking at this man. So, I assumed this was his daughter, but this guy didn't look at her at all or say anything to her. He was ignoring his own daughter just to stare at us, a random 20-year-old woman and a 6-year-old girl. I just couldn't ignore this gut-wrenching feeling anymore, and I knew this guy was a straight-up creep. But I wasn't going to lose face in front of this freak in case he tried to take advantage of me losing my cool. So casually, I told my sister we needed to find the sanitizer in my bag. So she helped me pull the stuff from my bag. I pulled out my taser that I carried with me at all times nonchalantly as we were searching for the sanitizer. So we could clearly see that I had something to defend ourselves with. No reaction whatsoever from this man. Just even more threatening staring. I could sense that he wanted me to know just how unfazed he was, and he was even more determined now. After we found the sanitizer, I put the taser back in the bag, we used the sanitizer, and then we walked up the hill to the second section of the park. The second section of the park overlooked the third section below us, and also the parking lot right in front of it as well. I wanted to separate us from him, but have a clear view of him and where he could go. I immediately called my mom to pick us up because I didn't want this guy to watch us leave the park alone and on foot. I kept my eye on him by glancing every few seconds and he never broke his soulless gaze. My mom didn't hesitate to hop in her car. She stayed on the phone and when I looked back to where he had been the entire time, he was gone. My heart dropped into the pit of my stomach and my adrenaline made the blood pump like a war drum in my ears. I had no idea where he could have gone in those few seconds, and the little girl was gone too. We stayed where we were while I frantically scanned the park for this fucker. He couldn't have drove because I would have seen. I know he was hiding somewhere, watching us. But where? The woods next to the playground? A car in the lot? There were less people in the park at this point, and I was petrified for my sister and I's safety. Is he going to jump us and throw us into a car? Will this man be a turning point in our lives, condemning us to the dark fantasy that only a man like him could truly convey through his gaze? No matter what, this had to be the last time our paths would cross. I'd keep Isabel and I safe, even if I had to do it kicking and screaming. Finally, my mom pulled into the parking lot, and my sister and I darted to her car. She hopped out of her car to help get our stuff in. All of a sudden, a car started to pull out of its space and creep towards us until it was right next to us. It was that fucking psycho. He stared us down one last time and did the same to my mom, but this stare was downright sinister. I could tell that he was pissed off that my mom was there and that we ruined whatever twisted shit he had planned. My mom stared him down right back because honestly, my mom's not someone to fuck with. He then peeled out of there, and we never saw him again. I think one of the creepiest parts is that I didn't see that little girl anywhere in his car, 
and I got a good look since he fully stopped his car to steer us down. I have no idea what happened to her because he was alone there with her and I saw no switch off at any point between a partner anywhere. She just kind of disappeared after I first noticed her. The only thing I can think of is that maybe he had her down on the floorboards of the car or maybe it wasn't even his daughter and she just acted like he was. I hope she's okay wherever she is. I regret that we couldn't get his plate numbers, but at the end of the day, we did all we could to keep Isabel safe. Try your best not to lose your shit with people like him, because that's what they're counting on. Always be aware of your surroundings, and don't hesitate to get help or be the help, whether it be calling for help if you see something sketchy, or even pretending to know the vulnerable person or people being targeted. Stay safe, everybody.